Welcome, folks, back to another edition of Sheck Sports. Sheck Sports is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor, get your ideas out there. That uh, clip was from the song Sweather Wetter by The Neighborhood. Shout out to Alexa for giving me a great suggestion. And also, for uh, we're going to be talking about California on the show as it relates to college football. Some uh, big, big action uh, that happened this Saturday in the Pac-12 between USC Trojans and the UCL Bruins. But guys, welcome back. It's great to have you on the air. It is not only any week, but it is Thanksgiving week. We're going to grind through these few days, get to the holidays. It's a great time, as always, to spend with family, friends, have some great turkey, stuffing, whatever your traditions are, and uh, just to be thankful for all we have uh, in life. So it's, it's just a great time of year. Um, football has been so explosive um, in the NFL and in college. Of course, tonight, the LA Rams are playing the electric Baltimore Ravens, led by uh, Lamar Jackson, who I would give a vote for, for uh, you know, Rookie of the year, um, he is just an uh, amazing, amazing player um, on the field. So let's get to college football, guys. It was another thrilling weekend of this 150th season. Um, I had a great time in Connecticut hanging out with Mario, Dylan, Gabby, Nicole, and uh, Madison. Amazing to see how grown up you've already become. And uh, I'll have to get you one day onto onto Sheck Sports. So it was a great time. We were you know all watching the games hanging inside by the fire, good food, um, good drinks, went out to dinner in South Norwalk, uh, Donovan's, if you guys ever go to South Norwalk, check out Donovan's, probably the best clam chowder um, in Connecticut, as they said on the outside, so it was a fantastic weekend, thanks again Mario, brother, hope to see you soon, and uh, really looking forward to our, our planned college football trips uh, with the whole crew. Um, so yeah, let's get straight to the games, obviously, um, a lot of wild ones, uh, Ohio State, of course, Hosted Penn State. I was hoping Penn State was going to win. I was rocking my jersey. You know, Dylan was a big Penn State fan. Shout out to you, brother. Um, we were playing, you know, watching the game. And I have to say, you know, the first uh, the first half really surprised me. I, I thought Ohio State was going to be up a lot more. Um, but Penn State, you know, was fighting their way, trying to win the game. Um, obviously, you know, their QB um, comes out during the game and their backup uh, goes in. Um, and that's a lot of pressure, especially playing um, a number two ranked, one of the best teams in the country, Ohio State um, at the shoe. So it was a big test. But obviously, um, you know, Penn State, you know, their biggest quarter was the third quarter. They, they put up, you know, um, their total of 17 points, which they had in the game. Um, but Ohio State, again, stayed very consistent. I think they were just a little too much uh, for Penn State's secondary defense. Obviously, Justin Fields, another um, big performance with uh, 188 yards, two touchdowns. And J.K. Dobbins probably had one of the best um, rushing yard uh, performances this weekend by a running back in college football. He had 35 carries, 157 yards, and um, two touchdowns. So again, you know, it was tough. I, I really wanted Penn State to win. Um, I did think they put a little pressure on Ohio State, but still um, they did not come out victorious against Sean Clifford. He ended up leaving the game, um, was for 10 for 17 with 71 yards. And then 
their backup, Will Levis, who actually, you know, he did he did fairly decent for the position he was put in, um, six for 11 um, for, you know, 57 yards. So obviously, um, you know, with that, uh, Ohio State um, is 11-0, they're 8-0, in the Big Ten Conference, Penn State and the Lions, 9-2, second to the conference. But like Mario and Dylan and I were saying, yeah, next year could really be Penn State's season. Um, you know, with Clifford returning, um, you know, their, their, all their players, you know, Hamler, um, you know, Journey Brown, their defensive line, their offensive line, and with the new recruits they get, they're going to be really excited Um so really excited to see what they can do on the field. And uh, we are definitely marking our calendars for uh, what we anticipate to be the whiteout next season um, at home against uh, Ohio State. So that's going to be a great matchup and a good, good time for revenge, I'm sure, for Penn State and all those fans in uh, Happy Valley. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But Ohio State, obviously, they control um, the Big Ten right now. I mean, I have them winning – Obviously, the championship, unless, you know, Minnesota, who hosts Wisconsin this weekend, um, which should be a really good Big Ten matchup. You know, if they beat Wisconsin this weekend, they will obviously punch their ticket into the uh, Big Ten championship against Ohio State, which would be a great matchup. Um, They're going to have to play big defense against probably one of the best running backs in college football history and who's put up amazing numbers and highlights this season. Um, Jonathan Taylor, who's going to be a phenomenal um, running back in the NFL. And uh, he is just explosive on the field, quick agility. I love watching this guy, and I would definitely give him my votes for the Heisman Trophy. But Minnesota, you know, they secure the win this weekend at home. They're hosting College Game Day for the first time ever. It's going to be an electric scene. Um, I can't wait to turn on the TV at 9 a.m. I'm sure, you know, all the fans are going to be there, especially with Thanksgiving and the break for all the college students and the community. It's going to be such a sight to see. And uh, it was quite amazing. Obviously, I, I even though I do pull for Penn State, it was quite remarkable seeing the scene um, at TFP, TPC Field um, after they beat, you know, the ranked um, Penn State and the lines for a big a big upset so yeah we'll see what happens this week and that's going to be very exciting to watch um the next game i want to highlight man this was really fun um probably one of my favorites of the weekend a battle of california um university of southern california versus uh ucla um you know the trojans versus the bruins two two schools with so much rich um, athletic history, um, you know, the players that, that have come out have you know, been legends of themselves and have not only changed, you know, the NFL, um, but also college football um, itself. Um, it's an intense, you know, rivalry. Um, I, it was great. Just, you know, the passions that both schools have, the fans, um, they're only separated by 13-2 miles, uh, both the universities, you know, the iconic stadiums, the Rose Bowl, which is always famous and, you know, I love watching the old videos of uh, Brett Musburger saying welcome to the Rose Bowl when it hosts the iconic game in Pasadena, um, a site that's hosted um, the national championship. We'll never forget the 06 matchup between, uh, 05 matchup, I should say, slash 06 match between uh, Vince Young in Texas against a uh, historic and very strong Trojan team led by Matt Leinhardt and now um, in the NFL, obviously, that there's their coach at the time, Pete Carroll. Um, and the Coliseum, such a hard place to win, probably was the hardest place to win in college football 
the under the Pete Carroll era um, with players like Reggie the Show Bush, who just put up um, highlights that we will, you know, probably will never see again in college football. Um, the trophy shared between both schools in this rivalry is the Victory Bell. I never knew this. It's actually originally, um, it originally rang um, on a Southern Pacific Railroad locomotive, which is why um, they obviously have it and they share it. Um, whoever wins the game between both teams. Uh, the first meeting of both schools was back on September 28th, 1928. USC put up a whopping 76 points, um, and UCLA had no points. But this was actually their 90th meeting. Um, UCL, USC leads um, the rivalry with 49 wins, um, 32 losses, and 7 ties. Um, the longest winning streak... Um, UCL had was eight games from 1991 to 1998, which is pretty interesting because I remember if any of you have never seen this film, Trojan Horse Chronicles, really the rebirth of um, the historic USC football program when Pete Carroll took over. One of the biggest things that he added to his list besides winning the national championship, beating Notre Dame, which a USC team always wants to do, his number three objective was to beat UCLA. And uh, they really got after the Bruins um, once he, you know, really uh, took over the program and established the culture that made it um, one of the, probably one of the most successful USC teams in the program's um, history. But again, UCLA players like Jonathan Franklin, Billy Kimmer, Gary Bambon, USC football players, obviously Troy Palmolo, Reggie Bush, and uh, Mike Garrett. Um, USC 11 national championships, the last was in 2004. Six Heisman Trophy winners, UCLA won national championship back in 1951 and one Heisman Trophy winner. But let's get back to the game itself. It was a score of 52 to 35. Um, USC has had a really, um, you know, interesting season, obviously with a lot of their um, injuries, especially at the quarterback. But um, their QB slant, uh, Kendon Slovis, had a phenomenal record-setting game for a USC player. Um, he was 34 for 47, 515 yards, and four touchdowns. Drake London, one of the best wide receivers in the country and probably in the Pac-12, um, had 142 yards and one touchdown. For UCLA, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback, 26 for 44, 376 yards and three touchdowns with one interception. And on the UCLA side again, Delvin, a CSC, 141 yards, one CD. So it was just a back and forth fight. Um, it was an air raid um, game for sure. You know, that's, I really think, the one conference I love to watch, especially for this type of game because of the style of play that all teams have and really what not only the Pac-12 but college football owes to the air raid style of offense, you know, where you're taking the ball, really trying to confuse the secondary and throwing, you know, just monster passes from side to side of the field and all the way down to the end zone is Mike Leach at Washington State who really made the air raid offense what it is today. Um, but it was just an electric game between both um, you know, USC and UCLA. It was awesome watching. I remember we, we started uh, Mario, Dylan, and I. We had like six screens up in Mario's living room. It was literally like college football central. It was great. And then we went out to dinner, um, and I was sitting there, and we were looking at the TV screen, and I was like, wow, you know, USC and UCLA really putting on like an old-school Pac-12 battle for such a historic rivalry. Um, and it was And it was great to see. But heck, well, credit to UCLA. They they fought hard. On um, the third quarter, they put up 14 points. Um, and look, they still, you know, they still are, are, I think, are growing into the program. 
and have a lot of um, identity to find. Uh, but obviously, their coach Chip Kelly, um, who was at Oregon, you know, went to the NFL, um, was with the Eagles, and now is back in college football. I think you know he still uh, obviously has a lot to do um, to to really build up USC's UCLA's resume. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, now with the crazy weekend that happened in the Pac-12. Um, you know, you have Utah getting a win over Arizona, very impressive, thirty-five to seven. They're ten and one overall um, for the conference. Utah seven and one, and then USC is seven and two in the conference right now. They're eight and four. They'll definitely get to a bowl game, but um, you know, you did have the crazy uh, night at Arizona State um, and Oregon just not playing well. Arizona State having just a night to remember for their program. A lot of respect um, to Herm Edwards, a legendary um, NFL coach, a great commentator who now has gone back to college and really rebuilding that program. Um, so after a, a wild night, which, you know, I was I was, I was was a Ducks fan this season. I've been the past few years, um, I you know, with the players that they've had, like Marcus Mariota and this guy Justin Herbert, who, you know, I think we'll still have a, a solid NFL career, um, but he's been both excited to watch it. Sometimes you're like, man, Justin, you know, these, these picks you're throwing on the field in these big games, you just can't do that. But he's still a great player. Um, I don't think he's going to win the Heisman. I think um, there was a lot of hype from, you know, earlier in the season, but with the, you know, um, the, the two losses they've had and, and some back and forths, um, especially last night, uh, not last night, I should say Saturday night, um, with losing to Arizona State, where really if they had won and, and beaten um, ASC, they would have stamped their name, I think, into the college football playoff system. If Utah had lost, it would have been a lot different. Um, if, you know, if, if Utah had lost instead of won, I think Oregon, we would definitely be saying as of right now on the standings, you know, the Ducks are into the uh, top four. But now with the Ducks losing, um, they've actually fallen uh, in the rankings, um, and you look, they're gonna they're gonna face Utah in the Pac-12 championship championship game. I think it should be it should be a very exciting to watch. Whichever team does come out of there, I really have been saying this for the year. I hope that there's another um, there that there is a Pac-12 team in the college football playoff system. I think it'd be just great for variety um, to have you know at least one. Um, team from the Pac-12 and not just, you know, all SEC teams and Big 12 teams and then ACC teams, but really to get a Pac-12 team in there for the first time in a few years. So I think whoever, you know, obviously wins that game will get in, um, but by the resume and the losses that have, you know, happened um, besides the first game, which obviously, look, they did play an Auburn team, Oregon, which... Bo Nix has had a remarkable season, and it was tough. You know, it was not a home game. Understood if they had one last night and only had that one loss um, to Auburn, I think it would have changed a lot. But obviously now, you know, you have the loss to an unraked Arizona State team. That really changes uh, the destiny for the Ducks this season. So um, we'll see what happens, but it's a toss-up. I mean, if Utah wins, obviously I put them in the top four. But, we, you know, with all these conversations of championship games and what Mario and I were talking about, you can just keep going back and forth on uh, the discussions for, for endless amounts of time. So, again, yeah, touching on that Arizona State game, um, quite remarkable. You know, their, their quarterback – um, the great freshman Jaden Daniels really, you know, stapled his name into the college football world on Saturday night. For he was twenty-two for thirty-two, four hundred eight yards, three touchdowns. 
Um, so now ASU has a six and five record, and they're three and five in the Pac-12. It was just remarkable though seeing all the fans rush the field at the end of the game. That's what I love, especially about college football: the the, the passion that everyone has for their schools, even if you're not ranked, and you have these historical nights. It's just it's just really nice to see. Um, so yeah, guys, we'll we'll take a trip out of the Pac-12, but great discussing the both UCLA and USC game, and obviously the crazy night with uh, UCLA and Oregon. Um, we'll go back to some more scores and, and highlights of this weekend. Obviously, LSU um, had a big, big win again against Arkansas, 56-20. I know Mario was very happy about that. Shout out to you, man. We were watching uh, part of that when we were out at dinner. Um, Georgia, you know, I, I was a little, and Dylan and Mar and I were saying we were a little unsure about the Bulldogs. Look, I picked them to win the national championship, and I think, um, you know, Jake Fromm is one of the best quarterbacks in the nation. He's the first SEC um, player to lead a team to three consecutive um, SEC championship games, you know, as from a start all three seasons for Georgia. Um, I think they could still get to the national championship, but they only won 1913 against AM, um, a team that's, you know, I was looking forward to seeing the season. You know, they've had some tough losses, still a winning record of seven and four. But Georgia was at home. Yes, there was rain, um, which always impacts games you know with the with weather um, but again I was expecting something more maybe like a 31 to 13 win it was close so look I again Georgia they're 10 and 1 7 on the SEC but right now after seeing their performance against AM, um, I don't know they I, I would honestly I, I might be leaning more towards LSU but I still really like Georgia I mean if they win the, the SEC championship, which will be a thrilling game to watch with two, you know, programs that have really good seasons. Um, there's no doubt about it. Um, and obviously adding variety, you know, with Alabama not being in it this season, if Georgia wins that game, they definitely get into the top four. Um, if LSU loses that game, um, I don't know. They, they could still get in the top four just with the resume they've had and the wins they've had. Um, as, as, you know, Mar and I were really talking about with, you know, a win at a ninth-ranked Texas um, a win at home versus a seventh-ranked Florida, uh, a win at home against a ninth-ranked Auburn, and a win at Bryant-Denny Stadium, which is a very hard place to win, and putting up 46 points against a third-ranked Alabama team. You know, going off that resume, I think they really had, you know, the best, um, probably the, that's one of the toughest schedules in the country this season, and probably, you know, the best performance out of any team in their schedule besides Ohio State. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be a close. It's going to be a close SEC championship. It's going to be a big factor in deciding, you know, which teams from the SEC are in the college football playoff system and make it to the national championship. I'm still not going to choose a winner yet. I, I want to think about it a little more. Um, but we'll see. But again, look, Georgia. Again, they got the win. Um, go Bulldogs. But I think it'd be great for them, you know, to really um, just go lights out this weekend in their final uh, regular season game on the way to the SEC championship, which is going to be a great, great game to watch. Um, Alabama, no two of this weekend, but hats off to him. Again, he's one probably one of the best quarterbacks in the history of um, that program, and he's done so much in college football, especially, you know, coming into a national championship game against Clemson. Um for an injured Jalen Hurts and then winning um, the title game, which I will never forget watching that. It was quite a performance. Um, but their backup, Mac Jones, had a, another start. Very impressive. Three touchdowns, 275 yards. 
Um, they beat a Western Carolina team 66-3, so obviously Alabama 10-1. Um, they're currently in the college football rankings, ranked at number five behind Georgia. Now, look, there was a lot of discussion, too. Should, you know, Bama be at number four and Georgia at number five? You know, they did play a Western Carolina team, which I don't know anything about, Um not you know obviously they won by a significant margin of uh, points, uh, but also Georgia again you know I guess yeah playing you know obviously a tougher opponent A and M so I do see the logic behind that but still hats off to Alabama and we'll see what what happens with the rest of the season and where and where they uh, make it as the playoffs and bowl games uh, get a lot closer. Um, Obviously, I mentioned Utah, very impressive um, win against Arizona, which I was really expecting for Oregon to do against uh, Arizona State. Uh, but Tyler Huntley for passing yards, 211 yards, uh, one touchdown. Zach Moss, I have in my college football fantasy. Hey, shout out to Mario, Dylan, everyone else involved in the league. That was a lot of fun. We're definitely going to do it next year. I had Moss. Um, he had 203 yards, one touchdown. Really an underrated, I think an underrated running back, one of the best in the nation. We'll be exciting to see what he can do in the NFL. Um, and then my last two games I really want to highlight um, in the builds up to, obviously, college game day this weekend, Minnesota, um, an impressive 38-22 to win over Northwestern and Wisconsin um, beating Purdue 45-24 to in a blowout. Um, Jonathan Taylor, again, um, runs for 222 yards. Um, again, carves his names into the history books. An incredible job by Taylor, seeing him on the field grinded out. So uh, it was very impressive. And then Baylor, obviously, um, beating Texas. Um, you know, I was a Texas fan. You know, I was pulling from this year, but it was quite a disappointing season. Obviously, that bowl win last year against Oklahoma. Um, we all remember Sam Ellinger saying, you know, we're back and, and kind of getting it out there. But you kind of question now, uh, how much does that statement, you know, live up to the hype of this season? Obviously disappointing, especially with that LSU um, win, you know, at Texas. Uh, but yeah, hats off to Baylor. Still a, a great season. Obviously, they gave up so much points in Oklahoma's historic comeback. Um, but they beat Texas solid in-state win, 24-10. Um, to 10. And obviously their quarterback, Charlie Brewer, who, if any of you don't know, father went to Texas, grandfather also went to Texas, played football. He did not get recruited by Texas. So I could tell in this game he just wanted pure revenge against a school with so much family history, but they never recruited him. And uh, he, he definitely uh, he showed the long cords what he got. He, he hooked him, as we would say. Um, instead of the Longhorns uh, hooking Baylor. So that's about it, guys. Um, thank you again for listening. Um, again, this weekend, some big games. Um, Minnesota, shout out to the Gophers, having an incredible season under the leadership of P.J. Fleck, one of the best coaches in the game right now. They'll be for the first time ever hosting the Wisconsin Badgers for a very exciting Big Ten matchup. Um, that game's at 2.30 on ESPN on Saturday and obviously college game day airing it at 9 a.m. And then probably one of the best rivalries in the history of college football, another chapter of the game, which is played between Michigan and Ohio State. That's going to be at Ann Arbor. But Ohio State over the past few seasons, um, which has felt probably a lot longer than that for all the Blue fans, have dominated the rivalry. Um, Ohio State has beaten Michigan from 2012 on to now. And Jim Harbaugh, again, has not had a win yet against Ohio State, which has put... Obviously, a big. Uh, it's been a big 
target on his back for that as a coach. Um, and a lot of fans have been waiting for him to do it. So we'll see what happens. They're at home. They're not at Ohio State, which does help with their home field advantage, but we'll have to see. Um, and that's it, guys. So again, um, thank you for uh, listening to Sheck Sports. Um, brought to you by Anchor Anchor. It's a great way to get your ideas out there. Um, use Anchor today. It's a great way to promote your passion for anything, sports, um, music, hobbies, whatever you want. And heck, you can even make um, some money on the side like I'm doing right now. Um, also, shout out to Mario, Dylan, Nicole, uh, Madison. Hope to see you guys again soon. Shout out to Gabs, AJ, um, Christina, um, and uh, the whole Piscatelli, the whole Piscatelli crew, Gianna. Hey guys, if you need any uh, shoes repaired, go to Mario Shoe Repair today. It's the best spot in New York. Shout out to Five Kappa Sigma McDaniel, TJ, Alex, Ryan, all my guys. Um, always glad to catch up with you. Keep up the good work. I saw the pics from the Friendsgiving or should I stay Fratsgiving? And so glad uh, you guys celebrated together. Wish I could have been there, but I will see you all soon. I'm sure. Shout out to Alexa. So glad to have you as a fan of the show, and thank you for the uh, song suggestion uh, featured in the beginning. Um, shout out again to the Pac-12, UCLA, USC, Oregon, all those teams. Shout out to Title Vest. Guys, it's a great place to host events. Best spot in the city in my point of view with an amazing terrace that we will have back in the spring. Shout out to Michaela, Brian, Tormey, Trenton, um, Sarah, Josh, um, and everyone else on the out on the team, Tariq, my buddy. See you tomorrow. Shout out to again everyone that listens to Sheck Sports. Corey Glocker, my bro. Um, we'll have you back on the air soon, talking about some tennis and everyone else who's a big fan of Sheck Sports. So again, guys, thank you very much for watching, listening to Sheck Sports, brought to you by Anchor. Anchor a great a great way to get your ideas. I will see you probably this weekend doing a Saturday take. Also, quick shout out to Renacrate best movie company in the business um thank you guys again have a happy healthy thanksgiving and again this is sheck sports over and out